We're now joined on the line by Victor Komoshwana, the director at Africa is Open for Business, to look at this week's top African stories. Jumbo Victor, in Kenya, the members of the National Assembly there will this week debate uh, President Uhuru Kenyatta's proposal for an 8% VAT on fuel instead of issuing a moratorium to suspend a 16% levy. Elaborate on this for us. Yes, remember on the 1st of September, the 1st of this month, the, the Kenyans introduced 16% VAT on fuel price. That's when President Kenyatta was out in China and the Kenyans went on rampage and protested this. And then the MP said, well, Mr. President, why don't you suspend this in the meantime while we debate? Instead, he's saying, no, we can't do that. It's not realistic because we have to levy VAT on fuel. But what I'm willing to do is to consider instead this 8% instead of the 16%. So in the end, this man has a four-pillar strategy. He talks about bringing better health care, food security, expanded manufacturing, and affordable housing. But he says to suspend it completely. Completely is impossible, it's near impossible. So it's been challenged all the way to the high court where it has been sort of seen as a, as, a, as a point worth considering. But it's going to be difficult because they are going to have to sit and consider this. They are saying suspend it because of the high court order, decision, and he's saying no, we can't. I would rather consider maybe 8% instead of 16%, but it looks like it's water under the bridge, this one. Else. Staying in Kenya, Nairobi has been ranked the sixth wealthiest African city after Durban, Cape Town, Cairo, Lagos, and Johannesburg. Tell us it, about it. Yeah, well, wealthy city is a definition, as you know, the World Bank, the New World Health and Afrasia Bank of Mauritius ranks these cities every year, and their report says Kenya is there. What they do, they measure the high net worth individuals for business investments, and it almost is... It's not a very straightforward thing, but it's important because it considers even experts living in a city, Elvis. So if you just think about Johannesburg, just to bring it closer to home, you have lots of people living in the city who are not South Africans. So the wealthiest city includes those people, because if you think about it, their wealth is being felt in this. If they are going shopping, if they are spending money on entertainment, if they are buying cars, chances are they'll be doing it in the city where they live. So it's a very good indicator of how attractive a country or a city is and that just tells you how important Nairobi is in the bigger scheme of things. Mombasa is not that far behind but it just tells you just why we always say Kenya is the most influential economy in East Africa. Now the Beers has shifted its consumer strategy to two distinct groups of millennials and Generation Z. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 21 to 39. Very important millennials because they now represent 29%. So that's nearly 30% or nearly a third of the world's population. And that's why these people, the BS, remember, accounts for 60% of diamond jewelry demand in the U.S. and nearly 80% in China. So if 30% of that are under the age of 39, they have to start thinking about their strategy. So what's the relevance of this report, Elvis? They call it the Diamond Inside Report, which they publish. They are saying if we forecast in that this generation will continue to account for our market, 
then we have to think about what they want. You know, millennials are known for being mistrusting. They are not necessarily going to be yes. buying brands. So they're saying, well, let's start mm-hmm. making jewelry according to the needs of this generation. So you are likely to see more customized diamond jewelry rather than what you used to get. You just yes. go and get a stone in a shop. Wonderful. Victor, thank you so much for that report. Victor Komoshwana, Director at Africa is Open for Business.